morning and happy Monday. Welcome back to Living in the Moment, where the moments are made and you'll learn the tricks of our trade. Today, we get to celebrate the journey of our moment maker, Frances. Frances began her TLS journey with Serta Pro Painters and has very quickly worked her way to provide services for not only Serta Pro, but also Paul Davis and First On Site. Frances is passionate about people and doing everything she can to assist, and she has the best outlook on maintaining a positive attitude. I don't want to spoil everything. Let's celebrate Frances's journey. Hey, can you hear me? I can. Hello. Hi. How are we? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I see the purple now. That looks really good. Yeah, it's probably the first time I have it down in like a meeting for a long time. Oh. That's awesome. I remember my days of pink hair. It's always, it's, it brings like a whole new personality. It does. And uh, back in high school, I really wanted to do my hair, but because of like my job and I was in air cadets, I wasn't actually able to do that. So now in my early adulthood, I'm able to color my hair. Freedom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Um, how's your day going? It's going well. Um, got a few calls in the morning, which was interesting for a Friday morning. But uh, other than that, it's nice. It's sunny, which is great. Brings yeah. up the mood. <laughs> As you can see, I've got my nice little halo. Yeah. Happening of sunshine. Um, yeah, no, thank goodness it's Friday. Okay. Did you work each day this week? Yeah, I did, but um, that's fine. I mean, it's it's good. It keeps the the uh, productivity going and everything rather than just taking a day off during the week. I'm excited after work, though. I'm going to go see Batman, my boyfriend. So but it's nice. opening day, too. Yeah. Here you take us already, then? Yes, we got him, like, super early because the movie it like fills up so fast now that like everything's calming down too so true uh, yeah. yeah it was great that we got tickets like on opening day it's gonna be very exciting and I think now we're allowed to actually eat popcorn which is nice. yeah I, I think so I think some movie theaters they always always allowed it but like in other ones it was uh restricted um, I think yeah. it depends like by the company or something like Cineplex they allowed it but then I think um, landmark was like a bit more strict which is odd but yeah yeah I remember there was like a lull I think around the holidays because we went to see Spider-Man when it opened and there's and we like they would not serve food and drink and there's just something yeah. about watching a movie in the theater and you can't eat popcorn <laughs> it just it takes it away nothing to snack on <laughs> I know it takes away the experience it's like yeah. why even go <laughs> it absolutely well I had that um we at the time that it was all happening, we had tickets to see House of Gucci and I learned that you couldn't eat popcorn. I was like, I don't want to see it that bad. I'll wait until it comes out and I can watch it at home, pop my own bag. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what we did with my family. We like waited for it to just come out and then we just watched it at home and uh, had like our own popcorn and stuff. And it was a great experience still, but it's nice just going out too and like, being excited to go somewhere rather than just sitting at home all the time. So, but then you also think like three years ago, we never had that feeling. It's weird to have the feeling of excited yeah. to leave the house. No, exactly. And um, I, 
And it's crazy too, because I'm, we are way more conscious of like washing our hands and not, you know, touching our faces so much, like looking back, realizing how like many times people didn't wash their hands or it wasn't that enforced and stuff. It's just crazy. Um, so I guess something good came out of it too. I mean, a lot of good things came out of it, but, uh, yeah, definitely the, the feeling of missing going out. And I've realized even with some people, even myself, like who are pretty considered themselves pretty extroverted, it's, uh, you feel a bit of that social anxiety that I, I thought I'd never feel, but you know, you're inside for so long and you're going out and you're excited, but a little bit anxious. Yeah, it's almost unfamiliar. I, I had the same kind of adjustment period. Well, I don't think I've ever been an extrovert, but it's only gotten more introverted as we've come along here. And it's like, I think as you create that safe zone being at home, yeah. that now anything outside of that safe zone is like entirely unfamiliar and you don't know how to navigate. So exactly. And, and even just like uh talking face-to-face with people it's it's definitely a different experience than even you know zoom call and over the phone because uh you you just you see more facial expressions you're just getting more from the interaction rather than over the phone or even like virtual virtual is still like pretty close but it's just not having that person in front of you and adds more so yeah Cause even like our situations were so different and that you went office to remote. And like, I don't know if you if you want to come back to the office in the future, or if you enjoy the remote, whereas I was hired remote and that's all I've known. And it's nice yeah. to have the option to go to the office, but I'm used to this. Like, this is my comfort zone of zoom basically. Yeah. I really loved coming to the office and it, it worked well because I used to go to Western. So it was like, I'd park my car at, uh, you know, the, in the parking lot where the office was, and then I'd go to uh, work, and then I'd just take a bus to Western when I was in school, and then I'd just come back, like, but it was, like, my entire day, I was, like, gone at 7.30, and I'd come back at, like, 10 p.m. at night, so I was barely home, um, and, it, like, it was really nice, and I got to see people and everything, but um, in terms of the cost, I mean, it is a lot more beneficial to be at home you're cooking your own food you're um you know you're not paying for parking and and that kind of stuff so some of that stress of financial stuff is like with lifted and everything it it has like pros and cons and stuff um um I'm still kind of you know think like right now with uh like finance I'm saving up for a mat going to master's so staying at home is is very like beneficial and everything so that's why I've decided that but um who knows in the future if I'm really starting to get like lonely, I might just like come back and everything. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll start the little parties in the office and we'll get you feeling some FOMO and yeah, drag you back in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I know it's, um, we, there were a lot of restrictions at, at the office. I'm not sure if it's still the same. Cause I know it's like now it's not stable everyone's kind of just able to be separated and still stay comfortably within their station rather than everyone being squeezed yeah. up against one another with a full-on face covering all day and everything so um it's not as like super like strict I guess when you go in there it's still uh it's, you can still be comfortable in your own like station and everything yeah for sure well today I'm I 
we've already kind of started, but I've known you well over a year, I would say, like we've worked together for a while, um, but I don't actually, I would say, know you. So that's a big, that's a big part of today. I'm excited to get to know you really. And then also to celebrate how you've come to where you are. Um, we've already gotten a little bit of a taste with your education and you're going towards your master's, which is exciting. So yeah. I just want to start with um, what you, everything that you've done basically up until now. Uh, basically up until now, I mean, uh, in terms of education, I finished uh, my undergrad at Western uh, last April, and it was double major in psychology and French studies. So it was very exciting. I really loved the program, recommend it to anyone who wants to do psychology or language studies. And um, in terms of career, I before I came to TLS, I, I worked at a very lovely coffee shop known as Tim Hortons <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, the library, the, the London Public Library, I, I was uh, shelving books there as well. So it, 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 I would say that the transition from uh, kind of a fast, I guess you consider it fast food and then also the library, it wasn't as drastic because I was used to customer service, like I was still talking to people. Um, but I, I suppose like working with the processes on like and then procedures online and everything um, was new, but I, I think I picked up pretty fast on them and uh, everyone was there to like help. So it was really great, like adjusting and it was a smooth process. I've noticed we have a lot of people that have come from Tim Hortons. Like, I think there's several people that even work together at Tim Hortons and then they're almost reunited yeah, at TLS. I did. It was me, John <laughs> Cheeseman. We yeah. worked like five years ago or something. And I remember joining back in 2019 in August, I believe. And we were, I was doing the tour, like the orientation with, um, with Becky and with uh, another new uh, employee. And uh, I saw John and I was like, I know you. And he's like, what's up? And it was, it was crazy. And, um, friend, uh, Danny King, uh, she was at Tim Hortons and she's like, you know, I'm looking to move forward. And in terms of like jobs and everything, and I was like, I'm working at this great place. You want to come through, you know, they're hiring. And, uh, I'm very happy that she was able to also get a spot here and be, and we're excited again too. So it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, well, that was a great, in. There's a solid imitation of John too. What's up? That's exactly yeah. what he <laughs> Yeah, he threw his hands back. I was just like, it's so crazy. I hadn't seen him for years because uh, he he left Tim Hortons a, like a while, while back. I think we only worked a few shifts together, but yeah, it was, it was crazy like seeing him again. And it was nice too, because it's like, okay, I, I'm not, like I know at least some someone in the office, an old friend. So it was, it was good, but I, I made fun pretty quickly as well. Everyone is super lovely and great to talk to Been remotely now. Like you can tell like everyone's very friendly, even over teams. So it's great. For sure. No, it's like that first day of grade nine, you walk in, you're like, I hope I have someone to sit with at lunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to actually a small high school. So for us, it, it was French. So it was like the people I grew up with basically since like kindergarten we kind of all just like migrated over to middle school and then high school together like it was actually very few new people so I did have people sit with lunch it was still nice meeting new people in high school but it was like very everyone was, it was a smaller like group in in high school so you're just used to navigating those waters then yeah <laughs> 
Um, I'm curious though. So we do have several moment makers, like I said, that have come from Tim Hortons. And I think even when I talked to Angeline, uh, she came from McDonald's. So I'm just, I'm curious about that environment, like how that the training prepares you, how the fast pace prepares you and the customer service side, because it is customer service, but in a sense, it's very different from what we do, um, or at least the subject matter. And it's, I would argue that Tim Hortons is a lot faster of an interaction. So you're almost trying to make that moment in a quicker time than you have the opportunity on Serta. Yes. Well, I think because we are during training, this was like a long time ago, but during training, we are kind of given like a little bit of a script, like as we're going through the machines, they do talk to us about how to interact with customers. Um, You do, it it is, I noticed because here we're also given a script and it's more of like, you know, uh, more drawn out and you want to like actually speak with customers and and callers over the lines and, you know, you want to actually seem more personable there. It's more of like, you're still trying to be nice, but you, it's smaller like phrases, like smaller sentences, like, thank you. Okay. Have a nice day. Anything else I can help you with? You know, it, it, it's quicker and everything, but you still try to, you want to keep like a positive attitude. And because we were working face-to-face with people, they did, um, uh, they did encourage us to smile as well. Um, you can smile here too. And I feel like you can hear it sometimes over the phone. If someone has a positive attitude um, and it can rub off on the, the caller as well. Um, so I would recommend that here as well. But uh, in, in Tim Hortons, it was, um, we were trying to meet a timer. So I, w- I would say that the script, I guess they would give us or just tell us what to say was just shortened uh, yeah. significantly. Um, and you just kind of tried to, you know, it was just maintaining that positive uh, attitude and, and uh, that would kind of help influence the whole interaction with a customer. Fair enough. So you were working against a timer and now you're, we're still working against, we're not working against a timer. We're trying to be efficient, mm-hmm. but you have that opportunity. If, if you're on the phone, for example, with a talker engage like that, that's yes. what we do here. I don't feel pressured there. It was a significant amount of pressure, especially if you were in like a drive-through and the line, um, you know, there was people constantly coming and you were still trying to provide the best service possible, but sometimes because of that rushing, it would, you know, sometimes work against you. But here, I obviously it's understandable. We are trying to be efficient, but um, it's great that we're given that opportunity to, um, and we don't feel pressured to like actually be able to speak with the person on the line and, uh, and make that connection and, you're not like thinking at the back of my head, like, oh my goodness, I, I need to get to the next call. So, and I, that's what definitely eases the process, I would say. For sure. So I'm curious, why psych? Uh, <laughs> I, um, well, actually it was funny because I, well, back in high school, I really wanted to go by my like plan in like ninth or 10th grade was to go to school for medical science for, a, to become an optometrist. But I started realizing that um, I don't really, my, I'm not really interested too much in like working too much in the medical side of things. Um, just kind of working with certain instruments and that kind of stuff is, it just doesn't sit well, I guess. I'm not too comfortable with that. And uh, I was excelling a lot. I took like a family studies course in high school and I took a psychology course that was offered and I was just really good at that. So my guidance counselor mentioned, 
you know, why don't you just go into psychology? I feel like you'd excel better in that rather than the stress of going into medical science if it's something that you don't even really like or resonate well with. And uh, I really love interacting with people. And um, back in high school, I remember people would come to me for advice and stuff. So uh, I I very much enjoyed uh, psychology and just learning through it. And I said that once, you know, if I continue my studies and go into a master's, I'd go into counseling psychology and either become a guidance counselor for high school. I think guidance counselors play a huge role for many students in high schools, but, you know, good guidance counselors that actually provide uh, guidance and, and, and they're just kind of there for advice, which is great. Or I'd work at like a company or something and be like a counselor for you know, employees that are feeling like stressed and everything. Um, I believe it's super important to also have that, um, uh, have that um, resource as well available for like big companies where stress is like a huge factor. So something that's kind of the plan, but, you know, psychology is constantly evolving and developing like every year. So who knows what new jobs or branch or like where I'll branch out in the future, but that's kind of uh, why and like kind of the goal and then French studies too I I, I uh, always spoke French like my entire life I went to French elementary and then graduated from a full French high school so I just said I wanted to continue it because in Ontario it, it can be difficult to continue with French because it's not necessarily spoken ever so you know you kind of have to find like those groups of people to practice your French or try to listen to French media um, in order to, to keep up with it. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I asked that cause I was, I, I figured we were sort of similar in the mindset because for me, I went to school for long story short HR, um, because mm-hmm. I, I always knew I wanted a business degree. Like I, I've always been interested in that, in the foundation of business, but I also really loved psychology because I really love people. So yeah. I was curious if if you had that same mindset of um, of why psychology. You know, that's a really cool plan. I, love, I agree yeah. that um, guidance. I owe a lot to my guidance counselors. I would say for sure. Yeah, same. same. Well, I wouldn't be in this program if it wasn't for her. So yeah, <laughs> for sure. So with that, then um, it sounds like they may be one or if not top five, who are three people that have um, been the most influential to you or inspired you the most? And what lessons did they teach you? Um, I would say definitely my parents. I feel like that's like a lot for, it's like a common, uh, you know, person or people for most people, but uh, my parents definitely, because uh, I mean, just hearing their story and like, knowing how hard they work because they're from Europe or Eastern Europe and they've, you know, they've come here and they've like completely built a life for themselves and they didn't have any support because all our family is in Europe. So it was them too. And then they had me. And then um, I just think it's so crazy. It really shows that it's like, um, and depend even, you know, wherever you are, if you're going for those opportunities, like anything is possible as you like set your mind to it. And they, they taught me to, you know, be persistent, um, in terms of, you know, reach going towards your goals and everything. And another thing they mentioned was also take care of your health without having good health. It, it very hard to like 
reach your goals and, and do a lot of things. So definitely watch your health, make sure you're getting enough sleep. Um, and the last one I think they mentioned was, uh, was to stay confident. Um, a, a lot can be done with having good confidence and practicing good confidence as well. Um, so those were the lessons that they taught me and a bunch more, but <laughs> it's like a long list. They're, they're very influential and, and a huge inspiration in my life. Um, another person I guess would say actually recently, I, I would say my, my boyfriend, Nick, actually, because he's super ambitious, super uh, full of motivation. And that definitely like rubs off on, on me. I, I would consider myself ambitious, but like seeing like his level of dedication, like he'll finish work and then do work for himself to like further his portfolio and that kind of stuff is, is like, it shows me that it's like, you know, if you really want something, you, you, you need to work for it. And, uh, he's pushed me to also get out of my comfort zone in terms of, um, trying new hobbies and learning new skills, even though I'm good at them at first. Like I took up drawing recently, although I'm a terrible <laughs> artist, but I, I wanted to, I said, you know, life is too short. I want to, I want to taste everything. So I tried uh, trying to draw and I've noticed that each time you pick the pencil and start to draw it kind of, it gets better. It's a slow progression, but it gets better. And, uh, he also just taught me like new perspectives and ideas, mainly through like literature. Like he'll recommend a really good book on meditation or uh, different types of religion. And um, I've always been like interested in that, but I've never, I guess, never really gone on a way to go get those resources. So it's amazing to have someone that is providing you with that and just kind of constantly keeping you, uh, giving you information all the time. It's, it's really great to just speak with people and, and learn new things. And then I guess my last person, um, or what if, you know, another person who's been a huge influence is actually, um, a YouTuber called Jenna Marbles. <laughs> I don't ah! know if you've heard of her. Yeah. Oh my she, God. That's a throwback. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I know she started in 2009, but I think I started watching her in 2012. Uh, her videos are just so much fun and they're great, but I, I, other than just watching them for, I've like, honestly learned so much from her, like here and there, she'll throw in like little timbits. And I think she's done a whole video on like 30 life lessons. She like 30 a few years back and, uh, they were really great life lessons and just watching her like have fun. And, um, I, I, that's kind of what I, I want in life is just, you know, to have fun, surround myself with like great people, um, prioritize being happy and uh, also another thing that I, I I know her oh what she always says is uh, life is too short not to have exciting hair so I'm also following that but uh, yeah I would say those are like my currently like my my I would top of my head were three uh, three most influential people so I guess there's a few more that have definitely um, helped pave kind of the way so far but those are the ones I, I would mainly say that were. Uh, a huge uh, influence in my life. <laughs> That's awesome and unique. I like that. That's, Thank you. I, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you come, okay, we started at TLS. Um, did you start with, with CertiPro? Uh, yes, I did. I started with CertiPro on English and then shortly after French Lions. And then once I got more comfortable, I was... Um, I was put on Paul Davis a little bit, just on the French lines. Um, mm -hmm. And 
the it was interesting because it diff- it's a different process than starter pro and um it was uh was it was something nice and new to learn i'm not too, i wouldn't say like i'm i'm high priority on that it's mainly just taking you know the french calls when uh, all the french associates aren't available on poltays but yeah i started with starter pro mainly and then when first on site um joined uh tls then i was blended with first on site fully and you were actually uh helping helping me out that's like how i i met you and you were really great super helpful um so it was it was a really like smooth um just adding on and and it was really uh easy like adapt to having the two brands that's awesome so i would argue that you're one of our more if we if we measured it by like quantity, you're one of the our more successful makers in that you work with three different brands pretty much at the same time. So with all of that, what would you say is like what motivates you to to keep wanting to learn, um, to keep wanting to try new things and, and what excites you to be this successful? Um, I think uh what motive a lot of like motivational factors i guess would be like knowing that i i, I get to work with like uh like a great company and, and great people i think that when you sort of have those peers like surrounding you it just makes things easier in general um and i know that uh whenever i need help with something i never hesitate to go and, and ask someone so there's that comfort level as well to it um having ethic like you know staying motivated and having a good work ethic not only helps like people around you but just helps yourself and it just makes things easier as well um because you're you're doing what you're supposed to do and uh you know you you just feel more confident in that and then just um my mood is just knowing that like my mood will improve if i'm providing like the best service that i can provide um you know, it's this, it's, it's a good thing to know that you're doing a good job. And I feel like you feel good. And by just helping people and, and knowing you're helping people around you and everything. So it's like that continuous cycle of, um, you know, you're helping people, and then you kind of feel good about that. And and then you through you feeling good, you're gonna do better work. So yeah, (laughs) that's kind of what keeps me motivated is knowing, uh, helping people and, and, uh, I feel good about it and everything. So that's a common thread between all of our brands is in one way or another, we do help people just, it kind of varies whether it's a positive experience or a positive reason that we're helping versus Mm -hmm. um, a negative, such as a home has been destroyed. Do you find it easy to switch between your bubbly and excited on Serta and it's like, have a great day versus that empathy piece that's so important for a Paul Davis or a first on-site call? I think it does takes a little bit of uh, practice, um, but it's, you know, you kind of do have to um, be very conscious with those things, especially when <laughs> it can happen in, uh, on an interaction when you're about thinking you're about to take a call for CERTA and then that's person for the caller was disconnects and then it goes away before you can get a chance to click accept and then a first on-site call like immediately comes up and you're about to hit upset and you really have to catch the the brand that you're about to um about to you know induce yourself for and and help the person um 
but it, it, with a lot of like experience and just um, practice and everything, I think, um, it, and being able to adapt easily, I don't, I wouldn't say it's, it's too difficult um, because you're, you already have that practice as well of like working in customer service. It's just really adjusting uh, for which brand. So yeah, for Starter Pro, you will answer um, more in a more like bubbly or just happier manner. And you want to make sure you're using those keywords, like have a lovely day, or, you know, um, you can even, you know, just, and, you know, thank them whenever they're providing the information, or you can even say like, awesome, you know, like this is, uh, so, so-and-so will be out, but with first on site, uh, you want to make sure you're using the proper, you know, those proper words, everything you want to be sounding overjoyed and stuff. You want to be sounding a you want to be sounding professional on both, but with uh, first on it's that professional where it's a bit more, like you mentioned, empathetic, and you're just you're really trying to assist them. Like they're you're you're really trying to assist them in that moment and letting them know that you know you're gonna do everything that you can to to uh, help them with their their situation. Um, so I think it's just really also tone in the voice as well. Um, depending on, you know, what call you're taking. Right. I would, uh, I would kind of compare you to a newscaster in that, or a news anchor <laughs> that you, you never know what's coming up on the teleprompter. <laughs> Just yeah. go along. Yeah. You're ride. sounding super like bubbly about one news story. And then the next one, it's just some tragedy <laughs> and you're like, immediately have to Ooh. switch. I, yeah, I've seen people be able to do that. Like, like actors and that kind of stuff when they're reading a line that's completely uh you know uh it's a, it's, a, it's about a happy scene and then immediately they're just able to switch the whole facial expression and demeanor it's insane um but i don't want to say like i'm comparing this to acting because i'm i'm trying to be genuine in like all interactions and everything but yes you do have to kind of change um definitely your demeanor and tone depending on the interaction Sure. Ellen DeGeneres has a great bit about that. That's what I think about every <laughs> single time. It's just the change in emotions. Um, yeah. so, so you kind of touched it a little bit there. What does it mean to you outside of a job description to be a moment maker? Um, I mean, to make moments, obviously. <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> but uh, um, I think also just um, knowing that uh, you know, you're there to, um, knowing that you're there to, I want to say just make moments, but I guess that's a very good way to describe it. Um, just you're knowing that you're providing like a service, but you're also there to assist someone, I guess, like on a personal level too. Um, a good like example of this, cause I feel like better to describe with an example is, um, you know, a lady called, um, one time, like a long time ago for Serta Pro and, she um and she wanted her house like painted because um a relative it was a relative of hers that recently passed and uh you know i was looking to get her in for an estimate and she asked me how i was doing which i thought was very thoughtful and i asked her back and i try when i ask back to like genuine like sound genuine i don't want to just have it be like i'm well and how are you just for like the courtesy of it so i, I did after i was like you know, I'm doing well, like, how are, how, how about yourself? And I think just me trying to like make, do that extra step of 
sounding genuine and being genuine and trying to connect with her, um, she kind of like, you know, really told me how she was doing. And it unfortunately, it wasn't okay with everything that was going on and having to deal with the passing emotionally, but also having to deal with the, you know, the stuff that comes afterwards with the properties and everything Like I couldn't imagine the stress. And at the end, she, you know, I got her scheduled in and she thanked me and she apologized even for holding me up. But I told her that she doesn't have to apologize. Like I was there to, to help her, you know, whether, whether it just be scheduling in or, or being there to just have, to just listen to her. Cause I feel like a lot of people, um, some people just don't feel listened to or nowadays with everything going on too fast, we don't actually take the time to ask people how they're doing. And sometimes when you take that time to do that, um, it, it, they will, they will actually feel like really good. Cause it's like, there's actually someone who wants to listen to them. Cause I feel everyone wants to be listened, especially when they're going through hard things. So I, I, uh, you know, I, I would say I made her moment because, and, and she made mine too, just knowing that, you know, uh, we were there for each other, I, I guess, you know, I was there to help her out and everything. And, um, I'm glad that I was also able to, to help someone out, um, with get, you know, getting them scheduled, but also just being there for someone to, to listen to. And that's kind of going back with psych is like, I, I, I do like enjoy helping people because I feel like the more people you help, the the better like the world will be, you know, and I guess that's like a, it's, it's hard to like draw that like full relation because a lot of things happen in the world, but knowing that like you're helping like one person at a time yeah. and they'll mostly like return the favor to someone else. Um, I feel like that does make an impact, even if it's like in a small community and that kind of stuff. So. And that's such a good point too, because Amanda has said, um, she's kind of shared, not a similar story, but she shared a story of when a customer made her moment. And I don't think we, we don't think about that as often because it's, uh, what I've coined with Mary Manana is, uh, self selfishly selfless, where it makes you feel good to be Mm -hmm. selfless or to help. Um, and I don't think that, I don't think that we think about it. And of course, customers don't think about how much they can make our moment just by what we have the opportunity to do. And it's really mm-hmm. cool. It is. I, I, I enjoy calls too. when um, people, you know, they're, they also try to be like in a good, like they're not just calling and uh, thinking of us as just those operators that like help them. Like some people are, are, are very genuine as well when they call and they're like, how are you doing? And they'll crack a joke. And sometimes it'll catch me off guard because I'm getting like so many calls and, <laughs> and trying to provide the service. And then I'll actually, you know, I'll, I'll even like laugh too. And I'm like, I'm, I'm doing good. And I think it kind of like takes you out of that, like just full, uh, like just straight, like work mode. And that's, and even like that stress mode, because it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking with a person, like we're having a conversation. Obviously I'm still here to, um, help them out, but it's nice to, to talk people, especially I noticed during, COVID, um, you know, after a few months, people were just genuinely trying to make connections because they were really missing it, talking to other people. So it was, it, you know, it was great for, for them and, and also for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a different level of purpose with what mm-hmm. we get to do. It's, it's really nice. I agree. Um, 
what's been your biggest learning opportunity up until now? It could be here with TLS. It could be just in general. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned? Um, I would say <laughs> there's a lot of things, but I would say like um, just communication in general and learning like different forms of communication, whether it be like formal and strategic um, and everything, but also just learning to communicate properly with management and team leads and other moment makers. I think that we're super blessed to, um, you know, be just super comfortable with each other and create a very friendly um, work environment. I've never felt uncomfortable approaching anyone. Every, every person I've met, they've always been super, you know, like this is, I'm, this is my position, but I'm here when, you know, whether you want to talk to me about work or if you need someone to talk to, I'm, I'm always here. So it's, it's really great. And then I think another, um, some other things I've learned is like multitasking, not in like the bad sense, but just, uh, being able to be just more efficient of, of getting a lot of things done because you do have a lot of like screens and, and uh, tabs open and everything and learning how to navigate through that. And I, I, you know, a lot of people would argue that multitasking is, is bad. And in some circumstances, it, some situations it can be, but at the same time, when you're um, doing this kind of work, you, you do need to learn like a level of efficiency and everything. So I, I would argue that it was actually, um, a really great skill that I, I got to improve and also customer service skills as well. Um, I would say that they're like 10 times better um, than, you know, back at like Tim Hortons and that kind of stuff. Cause uh, that's something that we really uh, strive for is, is providing good customer service and communicating with, with the callers and everything. And that can be applied to um, just outside things outside of work. Like when you're calling, someone to be a bit more considerate and conscious because that person is in the position that you were probably like a few hours ago. Um, and cause I noticed, you know, there's that whole thing of like how people speak to customer service associates. And, um, once you're like in that position, you definitely become way more considerate and conscious of the person you're speaking with on the other line. And it can also just help with, um, just other areas in life where you have to speak formally with someone. Uh, a good example is I used to be, I used to say, uh, uh, oh, you too. But now because I'm at work, I, I always say at you as well. And I say that outside Ooh. of work now too. And I remember saying that to a friend and they're like, oh, why are you being all formal? And I was like, I, I just say that all the time now, but it's good practice because, you know, you're speaking with uh, someone for a new career opportunity or someone at, at, in an academic setting. So you want to kind of make a good impression and, and speak formally. So all those things have very much helped me at work and outside of work and just helped like improve in general overall in my life. So, yeah. That's so cool. And I, I agree with you on the multitasking point. I'm it's a blessing and a curse. I, I like to say I'm really good at it, but I'm also terrible at it because it does pull your attention. And it's, I, I've tried to just at least get better with checking back in, like recognizing mm -hmm. that I've stopped paying attention to this item and it's more on this item and I need to like, yeah. So I, th I think that's the first step is one admitting it and then <laughs> two, just trying to be more conscious of that, yeah. um, where your energy is going. I think that in terms of work, because we're multi, it's still regarding the same subject. Yeah. So I feel like within that regard, it's not 
um, it, it's still beneficial, but I think multitasking for outside things, like you're trying to study, but you're also on your phone. Like that's not, you know, and you're like, I'm multitasking. No, you're not. <laughs> you're just not paying attention fully to studying or like the lesson. Um, but yes, within like a work setting and, and you're working on the same thing, um, but you just have different things that you need to fill out or you need to do. I, I think that multitasking can definitely come in hand and it's, it's a good skill to use. Cause yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do it efficiently and effectively. Exactly. <laughs> um, two more questions and then I know I need to let you go. They're going to start yelling at me soon if you're not back <laughs> helping the French customers. Um, what's one piece of advice that you would give a new moment maker if they've never been in customer service? They've obviously talked to people in life, but they've never been in this kind of industry or situation. What's the first piece of advice that you would give them on their first day? Um, I would say to maintain a positive attitude. And I know it's like super broad, but it's like that maintaining that positive attitude not only helps like, you know, people around you, but definitely helps yourself because like it influences so many factors. Like, um, if you're, you know, trying to stay as positive as possible and even, uh, you know, and even sounding positive, like people that you talk to that will most likely rub off on them. Like I noticed I will sometimes even have callers where um, they may sound a little bit, you know, not as energetic, but because I'm trying to be energetic on the line uh, that sometimes they will like, you know, uh, start gaining that energy too. And uh, by the end of the call, even it sounds like they're, they've had a great time during the call as well. And um, it's the same also, you know, if you're having like a tough day at work or outside of work, like maintaining um, that positive attitude is, is, is super beneficial because you'll just work more effectively. Um, and, um, your performance will like, will, won't suffer and everything. Um, it, it, it's kind of hard to say like, Oh, like, well, how would I maintain a positive attitude after something bad to happen? But little things like, um, even just taking the time to like talk to someone or taking little breaks, like counting to 10 or something like that, or taking a walk during your break, that's super helpful. Um, I remember even in psychology, they would tell us a good way to, to boost your happiness a little bit would be, um, to put a pencil like right here over your lip um, and it, like to curl your lip and the muscles in your face that you use for smiling, uh, they'll like recognize that. So that'll actually like boost a bit of happiness, which I thought was crazy because I, I didn't think it like was true. And then I remember just randomly trying it by myself and I was laughing because I was like, this is so ridiculous. But then I started laughing and it, it did improve my mood. So it, it was, it's crazy, but um, just little things like that. Um, now that we're older, I think that it, it, it's, it's really important to kind of start thinking about yourself and, and thinking of ways to improve yourself. So looking up little timbits of like, how do I improve my mood? How do I maintain a positive mood? Um, I think is, is great. And it's just a little thing you could do for two minutes, watch a YouTube video. And, um, that will greatly influence like you at work and outside of work too. So, it is a little broad, but maintaining a positive attitude is probably the best piece of advice uh, for anyone coming to TLS or just working in the customer service industry. It can go a very long way. <laughs> I love that. And I have the same, I have the same outlook just when it comes to a positive mental health overall is that we all have our, our bad days. We all have mm -hmm. our 
even like bad, just bad moments, bad times. But if you can do something that will make you smile for a minute. Yeah. Huge difference. Like exactly. whether it's go shoe shopping for 20 minutes, you don't have to buy <laughs> anything, but if you like being around shoes, great. Like anything that's going to make you smile. And like you said, a two minute YouTube video, anything can make mm-hmm. a world of a difference for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, we're like in charge of our own life. We're in charge of our own emotions. And I think that once we kind of practice and like get a grasp on like how to control them, obviously you can't control everything, but there is a degree of like, you can little exercises you can do to improve your mood definitely, or take control of your mood. And, uh, once you kind of learn that and apply that, um, things are just way easier (laughs) and, uh, and, and definitely just, you'll notice that it just improves everything around you to people, whatever, you know, your work, whatever you're doing. For sure. My last question, and it's a biggie. So get ready. No, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> but what is, um, I like to ask everyone this question and based on how you've answered every question up until now, I'm excited <laughs> for what the answer is going to be, but what's one thing that you try to do in your personal and professional life to live in the moment? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I guess, uh, I don't want to be like living in the moment, but I think definitely like living in the present and trying not to think about past or future is, uh, is super important. Like I do love to take pictures, but I don't want to try to take pictures. And then in that moment, immediately like post it on social media and take away from the moment in front of me. So definitely being conscious, definitely, um, just applying yourself to your surroundings and it could be something so simple like I remember one time I was outside I was camping with family when I was in Europe actually and we were like just middle of nowhere just a field and we had a picnic and there was music playing and I felt so like disconnected from like bad thoughts or any like outside things and I was just in that moment like enjoying the food and uh really connecting with your senses too is super important like what am I hearing what am I feeling what am I smelling what am I tasting and that is like it is such an experience uh like really getting down to that level of like being present is is amazing and I would recommend anyone to practice that I want to say like oh you you have to do that um because it does take a level of practice but being conscious of like the moment is is probably the best feeling you can get and it is like one of my most fondest memories even though it wasn't anything crazy that happened but it was just so insane being there in the present and like feeling that and I still recall like every emotion and sense I felt so that's I guess what I would recommend I don't know if I answered the question but um being you know practicing being present and it's okay to take pictures it's okay to um you know post that or or do other things but uh I guess even taking a few minutes to try to like just really feel like how you're feeling in that moment that great moment is uh super important yeah and, and it kind of goes back to your point of when a customer makes a joke when you start a call it's like it it, it brings you it takes, into that moment yeah exactly it, it you know it takes you out of the whole okay I'm just on the script I'm just on the process it's like I'm genuinely connecting with someone and that's so cool. And this is such a great call. Now it just, it made like world difference. It's a, like a little, you know, just little joke or a little banner or something. So it, it's great. <laughs> For sure. 
Well, I know that we're ramping up on Friday morning. Like you said, it's odd that we have so many calls, but we are apparently getting busy. So I do have to let you go, but thank you so much for spending time with me. Um, I feel like I could pick your brain for hours more, so we'll probably have to do this again. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, I'd love to like come back or just even hang out or something. It was yeah. really awesome. And it was a nice change for Friday morning, just sitting down and talking to someone. Um, yeah. so definitely I'd be, I'd be more than welcome to, I'd, I'd love to do it again and everything. And, and thank you for having me too. I was like of kind course. of nervous when you asked me at first and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this, but I'm so happy I said yes. I, I, I'm, I'm very happy. So thank you again. Good. I'm glad. Thank you so much. Um, I wish you a beautiful Friday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Batman. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I can't I can't say that I'll be seeing it, but I hope that you really enjoy it. I'm more of a Marvel right. person. <laughs> That's all good. I'll 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 let you know like how it, how it went. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I loved getting to sit down with Frances. She really re-energized my Friday and it was really great getting to know her. I'm a broken record at this point, but I love, love, love getting to know our moment makers, putting that human element to what we get to do and hearing such unique answers and stories to each question that I ask. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spending time with us today. I hope you have a fantastic week and we will see you next Monday. Sometimes you need someone there for support. Sometimes-